the Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs, and this is episode 16, as Michael just reminded me before we recorded. I did. I saved yeah. your life. He saved my life. <laughs> it would have been the worst fear confirmed. Uh, it would have been like that dream where you're like naked in class, and you're giving a report, but it's not really a dream. Like My, my, my naked class fear dream is uh, getting put on the spot to know what episode we're on. And luckily, Michael saved me. Actually, naked, do, but naked as well. Uh, depends. Are you naked? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, neither am I. Neither am I. I'm, I'm we we only do that with guests on the air. Yeah, I remember when we had Terry on. That was a specific request. Yeah. Uh, a specific request was uh, naked. We all yeah. gotta be naked. Exactly. Um, oh, it's okay. Just this just reminded me. Do you? I don't know if anyone else, I know lots of our listeners work in like offices, they listen to us on their commutes, listen to us in offices, you know, hashtag the desk diving life. Does anyone ever have like moments of psychosis where like, okay, so I'll be in like the bathroom and I'll be going to the bathroom and I'll be like, dude, what if I've gone crazy and I think I'm in the bathroom, but I'm really in the middle of my office in front of all my coworkers just pissing in a corner. Oh, I think, I I think about that all the time. Is that, yeah, do do you... (laughs) I mean, it, it really it's really boiled down to that whole, like, I think, therefore I am kind of deal. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm not smart enough to really un- understand, like, the, the specifics behind that concept. But, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't, I think I'm doing a podcast with you, but I, I don't know where I am. We could, yeah, right, we could be doing a podcast or, like, or, like, you or I could be in, like, a padded cell, like, having a full-blown conversation with our reflection. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That, that could be real. <laughs> so what I would really encourage uh, hashtag watch family to let Michael and I know that we're not, you know, shitting in the middle of the office floor or having a conversation by ourselves in an asylum mirror. Uh, hit us up. Always let us know. We've gotten really cool feedback lately. Just some people have been listening to the show and a lot of first time listeners, a lot of long time listeners. They've been emailing us and just kind of uh, giving feedback on things we've talked about. They've been asking questions. Super, if you super can, cool. If you can hear us, tag us in your watch photos so we know that we're not in a padded cell. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. I'm trying to. Michael and I have also been trying to just talk about like hashtags. I think hashtag two broke watch knobs. I mean, I don't know if you've checked, but people are using that. So you could do that. Hashtag two broke watch knobs. Uh, there's always the hashtag the desk diving life. Um, what else? There's a Seiko Catterday. That's my attempt at mashing <laughs> up Seiko Saturday and Catterday into one ultimate hashtag where i can just post pictures of my of my kitties and my and my and my my blue mo it's gonna be um, big just just wait till it hits south <laughs> south korea it's gonna be oh yeah they're they're gonna love it <laughs> the south koreans are gonna love it um but another one uh uh, uh has been and this i i, I I'm, I'm going out of order here but I, the other one was uh hashtag spring drive money which has so far been used exclusively by by aaron shapiro who i want to give a shout out to yes <laughs> You, you you got yourself a nice watch, man. Congrats. <laughs> you you bastard. That's such a that's such a that's such a sweet watch. Oh man. Okay, so people have no idea what I'm talking about. Aaron Shapiro, uh his Instagram uh tag handle thing. 
is Aaron underscore Shapiro EDC. Most folks in the everyday carry community are familiar with him or obliquely, obliquely familiar. Super, super cool. Uh, Instagram feed is awesome. Um, he recently got one of those uh, 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 Grand Seiko SBGE001 Spring Jive GMTs, which is... My Grand Seiko Grail. It's the... <laughs> it's it's just it's amazing it's just such a sick watch but what i think is hilarious is i posted a picture of um my orient gmt like a couple of days ago or something like that and i'm like going through the comments and then i see aaron left a comment i'm like oh sweet aaron shapiro left a comment let me see what he says and he just goes my gmt can track three time zones dot 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 and i'm just like well you know what <laughs> Your GMT is in a fucking like league of its own. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is an excellent watch. It is super cool. Congrats on the new watch. When he put up pictures of it, I thought he was just like at a boutique, like wearing it. And then like I saw pictures of him, like I have no idea, at like you know In and Out Burger wearing it. And I'm like, holy fuck! Did he buy? He bought the watch. That's yeah. good and for you, man. What's good about him having it is like I don't know. There aren't that many good videos on youtube about that watch um mm-hmm. recently some newer ones have come out but he he does some really good like video reviews on youtube so hopefully hopefully i'll see him kind of do one for that because I, I quite enjoy uh his reviews yeah i know it, it's it's super quality content and i know the people who listen to it and like it super super like it so you know it's good stuff aaron if you are listening Give 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 Michael the video review so he can <laughs> he can get give it to me <laughs> give it to Michael so we can get full visual context yeah. uh, on that sweet watch. <laughs> so yeah, congrats congrats on that watch. That's super super cool. Um, moving on from the shout out, do you want to do, do you want to do an audio wrist check? Should we should we should we keep the tradition alive? Let's go for it. Speaking All of right. speaking of uh, watches, we should talk about watches we're wearing. I guess. <laughs> What you, you you go first because I think I went first last time. I have no idea. Yeah, so I'm I'm wearing a watch that um, uh, it, it hasn't come out yet. It comes out in the spring, uh, and the person that uh, runs the company was nice enough to meet with me here in Seattle and uh, kind of bestow it upon me for a bit. Wait. Um, and it's the Orion Field Standard. Um. That's so cool. So Orion, is... Orion is a, a company um, that uh, I, I think most people know him as Watches by Nick. And, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, 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 you know, Nick Harris for people Nick... that, that that might not know Orion. Yeah, Nick Harris, and he um, for a while he's he's been doing some cool stuff, um, or he was he did do some cool stuff with Seiko mods, <clears throat> um, and posting them to Reddit and stuff, and got a lot of attention and uh then after that he went on to do his own thing um and came out with the orion and this is the field standard which is a watch that uh he used to make um out of like a seiko mod right it was definitely my favorite watch that he did and when i found out that there was going to be like an orion version i got super happy and uh (laughs) and just like I don't I don't remember how it worked out but we just figured out that we were both in Seattle like he he came here for for watchmaking school and he's like he's just working his ass off and um, mm. we were able to meet up and 
yeah i've i've had the field standard for like almost a week now and it's um it's not what i expected um the quality is just insane it's yeah. kind of, it's um it's a super solid feeling like field watch and i i think it just beats the pants out of so many like popular field watches that are out there um and like i i've always wanted a field watch i've looked at like the older like benris ones and right right like the hamilton is like kind of one that people will default to but um i know when the time comes uh I know what field watch I'm going to get now. <laughs> <laughs> the thing yeah. is, what's super cool about that watch, so I didn't, you don't get the sense of the case dimensions when you see it in pictures. Like, 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 tell everyone the case dimensions of that watch because I think that's the most, like, that's one of the cooler aspects of the piece. Yeah, so the watch, the watch is, uh, is 38 millimeters, um, and it's a big 38. So he's kind of integrated this really chunky, um, very solid feeling uh like crown and crown guard mechanism um mm-hmm. and so together with that it's about like 41 millimeters so it's like it's a very big 38 and um from lug to lug it's 49 millimeters and that that's kind so, of that, that's super tasteful that's just so that's just like that's such a tasteful uh uh, uh yeah dimensions you know what i mean and kind of uh you know 316L stainless steel NH35 uh, movement. It's got the date at a uh, three o'clock, and so the watch. It's a really playful watch. So the the bezel is highly polished, nice. and the tops of the lugs are brushed. So you have a cool contrast there. And um, what he's done with the uh, the the sapphire crystal. Um, it's got this blue AR coating under, so it's, it's one of the most playful watch crystals I've ever seen, if that makes any sense, because when the light hits it, you just see these like beautiful, like shades of blue to where the watch, like actually, it it looks like a blue watch in some photos. (laughs) And then, so the markers are also like highly polished. So you get this like kind of sparkly effect with the blue. And it's just insane. Like I work, so I work next to like a window and I have like my phone, I have my phone next to my keyboard and I'm like Mm -hmm. typing. And when I get a text or something, my phone has this like blue light or whatever. So lately the sun has been hitting the watch and like flashing this like blue in the corner of my eye. (laughs) And I think I'm like getting an email or something because it's so like... Like I said, it's it's really playful. Dude, well, um, you're you're you are you're getting messages from from Nick to yes. to, to, to to buy the watch when it comes yes. out. Yes, that's <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And um, what I wasn't expecting, also, so it's 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 a hefty watch. Like it, it feels like it doesn't feel like a wimpy like vintage like field watch. Like it's mm-hmm. it's really solid. And what he did um, actually with the strap that I thought was pretty cool. It's an integrated leather strap. So the it integrates into the lugs and creates this kind of fluidity with the uh, with the case. So when you when you put it on your wrist, it sits very like it conforms to the wrist very well, if that makes yeah. sense. No, so, that makes perfect um, sense. The thing is just so just based off what you're saying now and based off conversations we have had off the air, but I think it's super, super fascinating and this is 
There's something that really, really attracted me to a brand. It's like, yeah, it's the product, but it's the same time, it's the type of thought process that goes into the product. Like the the intrinsic sort of uh, mental design for the product you're making. It's because there are some brands out there which will just make what a ubiquitous looking diver and they're more, the most thing they're important, uh, like, like concerned with are like specs. Like, oh, you know, is it the best? Uh, is it a sapphire crystal? Is it like an Eta movement? Is it this kind of stuff? This kind of stuff, whatever, whatever. But when you were talking to me, you were saying after you were talking to Nick, like he was like, he was very, very adamant about identifying certain things other brands had done wrong with field watches yeah. and wanting to do those things better with the field watch, with his watch. So to me, in my brain, uh, that's immediately telling me, dude, he's just not making a watch to make a cool watch. He's making a watch to be truly intrinsic to what it is in terms of its design function. It's a yeah. field watch. It's not just a micro brand watch with uh, 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 an Etta or a Miyota and a Sapphire Crystal or whatever they should. You know what I yeah. mean? He's making it to be the truest form, or at least in his interpretation, the truest form of a field watch. And that's that, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's he, awesome as he shit. Mentioned, he mentioned that in terms of field watches, people, <clears throat> people kind of um, fixate on the idea of a screw-down crown, which is important, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, people often skip over the importance of like a very well integrated crystal and like the gaskets that you use. That's why was, he was he was really he was really focused on how he designed the watch to right. um, to have this like really chunky like beautiful like sapphire crystal. Um, and it's it's a huge part of the watch's personality. And I you know every time you know every time I look down on it and I I see this like this kind of like just blue glaze over the crystal. I, I I can't help but think, you know, um, his process when he was like putting it all together and you can, you know, you can tell that he's, um, he's very proud of what he did with this watch. And, um, and I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that's, that it's being offered now as like his own thing. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's just, it's, so it's one of those things, um, if you're into micro brands, what was that? That was my phone for some nice. reason. I, it thought that I was talking to it. <laughs> it may, maybe it's Nick again, dude. Maybe Nick is actually trying to get a hold of you through your phone, not not just the watch. <laughs> maybe, maybe. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just it's one of those things where if you want to get it on a pre-order, if you have money to spend, and you know you're looking at micro brands. It is super easy to find any micro brand, but it is not easy to find a micro brand that approaches what they do in a very honest manner for the sake of the products they are creating. You, you, you know what I mean? Because you could just make a watch, it doesn't matter. If you're looking for something like that and you're looking for something that's super, super just classic, but also has a really just fun vibe and unique twist on it, definitely check out the Field Standard um, by Nick, by Orion Watches. Check out, I mean, uh, they have other offerings as well. I think they're, I can't remember the name. I think it's just called the Orion, like the original one with the crosshair dial. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, but, all, all I can say is um, it really caught me off guard. Because we, mm-hmm. we met in a coffee shop here, Seattle, obviously. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, he handed it over. And I, you know, I held it in my hand and I was like, I have to own this at some point, like almost immediately. <laughs> you texted me. I think like like after you got it, you're like, dude, I'm buying this watch. No, I I texted you. 
I texted you. I'm like, I have to call you right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. Um, but it's 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 been very it's been really nice having it. And you know, I I I work in an office every day, and uh, you know, it goes it goes well with a bunch of stuff. And um, you know, weekend is here, and I'm sure I'm gonna have just as much fun with it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, good good have job, you, Nick. Have you tried it on a on a on a on a NATO yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't changed the strap yet. I've I've okay. kind of been uh, trying to like experience it as is for right. now. Uh, but it's I'm sure it's a watch that will do well on on a NATO or, or whatever you you decide to put on. Actually, on his on his Instagram, he's got some shots of the watch on a sailcloth strap, nice. which I think looks perfect. Like that That's that awesome. could that could be my combo like <laughs> with this watch. <laughs> So, but yeah, the leather, the leather is a really good quality. I'm, I'm not, I'm not really like a leather person, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I can understand that it's part of the, the field watch vibe, you know, or you can go with canvas. I think canvas would be really cool as well. Yeah. I I feel like, yeah, I feel like canvas on a watch like that would be awesome. Super, super cool. Are those, uh, I can't remember pictures because I should have it up in front of me, but no, are those lugs, are those drill through lugs? Yeah. Yeah, they are. So really, really easy to, to change up the, the strap and, uh, and the, um, you know, the NH 35 is, uh, is running well. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, like we were talking, it's basically, uh, the same movement that's in the SRP, uh, triple seven that I have. Right. Um, Right. It's just like off, off, off branded. Yeah. Yeah. And probably like another, like I talked about the crown briefly, but the, uh, the knurling on the crown is just it's superb and um it just makes operating the, the whole thing that that much better it looks like it has a very functional tactile feel it almost looks like it's like a piece of like functioning like hardware like hardware hardware like you'd like you'd find on like a like like in like a home depot or maybe by hardware i have no idea i'm not, I'm not very yeah. handy but like it looks very very functional but it also adds a really wonderful aesthetic vibe to the overall presentation of the watch, it, it, it's super cool. It's just, it's really refreshing to see a watch like that. Yeah, I think someone I've, who's just so, from someone who's just so cool too. I think some people at first probably were very turned off by the high polish on the bezel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people will say like, "Well, that's not really like what a field watch is supposed to look like. It looks too fancy." And but like, not everybody wears their field watch to like go fight in a war or something (laughs) like i'm wearing this to an office every day and i mean i'm yeah i might wear my field watch exactly yeah and you know what i can on the weekend i can take the strap off and you know put it on put it on nato and go on a hike or something and i know nothing's gonna happen to it because it's it's everything is really well machined and put together and um yeah just it feels like it feels like that kind of watch that just won't let you down yeah yeah that's awesome i mean i'll i'll i was gonna say i'll i might wear my field watch when i'm you know dodging the draft but uh uh, (laughs) right other otherwise i don't i don't i don't i don't picture myself implementing any of my watches in any of their specific functions i'm not gonna dive with my sumo i'll 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 end up dying i'll just i'll just explode underwater you know what i mean like the end of like 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 the end of Jaws, the sheriff's gonna shoot me, shoot the air tank or whatever in my mouth. I'm just, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna die. Like that's what's gonna yeah. happen to me, you know. <laughs> um, but that's super cool, man. I, I'm 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 happy to hear you're enjoying it. Um, 
We'll be talking a little bit more about it also. Uh, today, for my wrist check, I am wearing... Uh, still wearing my Orient Star GMT WZ0071DJ. Oh, boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like an asshole because for weeks or months, every day, it's been a different watch. But like not not with this watch. I've just I've just been wearing this watch. I'm also also really cool. Um, I'm breaking in right now. I just got it in the mail. I have my Orient GMT on a uh, Crown Caliber Woodland leather strap, 22 millimeters. It's cool. Wait, they it's they sell they sell straps. Uh, Crown Crown and buckle. Sorry. Oh, okay. Straight up brain fart. Crown <laughs> and buckle. Okay. Note to self: Do not tag Crown and Caliber in the episode. <laughs> They will not appreciate that. You know, it is a, it is a, it is a crown and buckle um, woodland leather strap. Super cool. It's a newer strap they got in. I saw it online. I was looking for something to get on this watch because before I had the uh, WZ00 on the leather strap that came with my Steverol because that was the only 22 millimeter leather strap I had in my apartment. Um, <laughs> but that thing has bronze hardware, so the whole presentation of the watch was just weird. Didn't you know? work. Of course, it didn't work. It, 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 it's like having one, one, one brown shoe, one black shoe. You know what I mean? Uh, so I got a few straps. I got this one. I also have a really cool um, alligator uh, print one. But right now, that's what I'm wearing. I'm breaking the strap in. I like the strap with this watch because this is this watch is sort of similar to the Field Standard in that it can it can bridge the gap pretty easily between um, seeming like an everyday kind of like not rugged but like an everyday go anywhere with you watch i mean when i say everywhere i'm not i don't mean like the iron man like triathlon or whatever i mean like from dunkin donuts to the office like like anywhere you know yeah. what i mean um <laughs> and it, <laughs> in addition to that i can also dress it up for an event or uh if there's like a meeting i have to go to because i'm i'm just you know i'm i go to so many meetings so i wanted to get two straps to, to sort of represent that so i got the alligator print it's really cool. It's chocolate with chocolate, uh, kind of like a darker brown espresso, almost uh, stitching. And this Axton leather is a bit brighter, but it has like really cool, almost like marks and striations in it. It's, it's, I like it. I think it adds a really fun dimension to the watch. That's well, now, now that you have, now that you have a GMT watch, like you just got to go fly an airplane. Then. I just, <laughs> that's, that's as long as you have arms. And a GMT watch, dude, they'll let you fly the plane. Don't yeah, let you fly just, the plane, just man. fly the plane, man. Just, just gonna, do it. I'm going to go fly planes with John Travolta. You know what I mean? Stop being such a pussy. <laughs> Who was that? Uh, that was Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Are we bringing sound bites in the show? We, Michael, we literally, we literally had a conversation about sound bites. <laughs> and how we weren't going to do them. These aren't sound bites. This is a sound board. Oh, no. If you... <laughs> Is it like a full like Arnold soundboard? It's yeah, Arnold is the only <laughs> soundboard that matters. <laughs> so uh, during the course of the episode, are we going to hear Arnold more often? No. Okay, I wasn't Maybe. sure. We might. <laughs> we'll tag him. We'll tag him in the show. I'm pretty sure. He, I'm pretty sure he's on Instagram. Yeah. We just we'll just mention his 60 millimeter Panerai, and I'm pretty sure he'll be uh, he'll be all on board. I don't, I don't even know if he actually does. They actually wear that watch. Yeah, he does. I, I, you, dude. I think we can get him on the show. <laughs> I, I'm not lying. <laughs> so just, I want to tally up. We want to get John Travolta as our intern. We yeah. want to get Arnold Schwarzenegger on the show, and we want 
uh bon john god damn it john i can't even say his name john bon jovi to do our intro theme am i like correct yes and we also want andy dick to do something because <laughs> because he doesn't do anything else now i don't think he's doing anything i don't i really don't think he's doing anything more andy dick walking <laughs> in for two broke watch snobs uh i wear a baby g-shock i i, I, I assume he wears a baby I, I probably he probably wears a baby g but um so it's it's it, uh, michael and i were talking about this before i think kind of what i want to try and just talk about a little bit on the episode is especially since we are in you know 2017 i mean we've been in for a while i've been sort of just trying to understand 2016 in terms of like the swiss market because on the show all the time michael we really we we always talk about you know the, the, the educated consumer if you're in the watch community if you're an actual watch collector you're an educated consumer you in my opinion are not a watch collector if you just want to spend a lot of money on something and you want everyone to be impressed by how much money you spend like you're not a watch collector you're just an asshole with money any asshole could be an asshole with money well not any asshole because then you know there are poor people but most people can be assholes with money you know what i'm saying and so I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, like we usually say that in conjunction with like, like a Swiss watch joke, <laughs> like like an Hublot joke or like a Richard Meal joke or some shit like that. So I was, we do, yeah. And we were talking about this, and I was looking back at it and just trying to understand like the Swiss Swiss watch market like sale in 2016. Dude, it was awful. Like it was it was actually a bad year. It was it was pretty bad. It was. I mean, sales sales will dip and sales will come back up, but mm-hmm. what kind of what kind of made it bad, at least for me, you know, is the stuff like people losing their jobs. And yeah, that's right. Um, this huge amount of restructuring. Um, the restructuring is very very new. So what I think what Michael's directly referring to is in the past couple of days, Richemont has. Uh, done a lot of CEO restructuring with the CEOs of uh, fuck this up Piaget, uh, Vajran Constantine. Uh, I might have the article up right here. I think JLC. JLC and um, one more I can't remember. Someone I else. Never... I think it was yeah four four Richemont brands. Yeah, I'm looking at the thing right now. Jj Lecoultre. And that's and you know that's 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 what'll make the news. You know, the, the, the everyday people that lose their jobs, that, that's not going to make the news. Yeah, to, to Michael's point, I had to dig to find this out. Last year, uh, Richemont cut uh, three, I think it's around 300 jobs. And the majority of those were from brands like Cartier, Cartier mm-hmm. uh, Piaget, and I think Vacheron Constantine. Now, two of those brands are not surprising with this news we've heard recently in that they are the ones going through CEO restructuring. Um so for anyone who's tuning in and they are just getting into watches and then they're kind of learning and they're getting a foothold and trying to get their bearings, Richemont is basically an umbrella conglomerate that owns a lot of brands, um, a lot of Swiss luxury brands. Who is Richemont? Richemont owns a Panerai. Bunch, a bunch of people. Yeah. They yeah. own Panerai, Piaget, Vacher Constantine, like a lot of the brands <laughs> right now. So if you're interested, check them out. So if you're on a forum and someone mentions Richemont, that's who they're talking about. And so that's what we're talking about right now. Richemont, they cut jobs last year, cut 300 jobs, specifically within like the watch making part, not like the jobs of like the guys who turn the open to close signs on windows, like 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 watch, <laughs> like watch maker positions. Yeah. Uh, them motherfuckers got fired. 
They're doing all the CEO restructurings. They're also doing a lot of just different things in response. Uh, people have been recognizing also that they're kind of taking money away from marketing, which is a curious thing because when someone hears that, they think, oh, they should be marketing more. Yeah, but just kind of evaluate how Swiss, mar how Swiss watches have been marketing. Maybe it's good that they spend less on marketing, reevaluate, and then maybe reintroduce that money in a different way. And I think that's what a lot of this restructuring is about. It's a response to just a really bad year last year. Um, well, I'm fine. I'm fine with funds being pulled from or you know, marketing budgets getting slashed for a lot of these Swiss brands because mm -hmm. it's crappy marketing anyways, for the most part. Um, and it focuses on the same thing that they've tried to focus on since the 80s, and that's the concept of selling status and selling luxury a lot of yeah. times. Um, and what, what, what I was reading is a lot of these brands that we consider like upper echelon, super high-end brands, like they were high-end brands, during the quartz crisis, but specifically what happened with the quartz crisis, and for people just for reference, if you don't know, the quartz crisis is basically in the 60s and 70s, I think 1969 specifically, Seiko put out the first quartz movement, and it basically devastated the Swiss uh, watch industry, because the Swiss watch industry was also trying to do quartz movement, but the, the Japanese did it first, and so uh, consumers were basically like, why would I spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a watch that I have to wind and it will sort of be accurate when I could spend way less money on a quartz watch yeah. and it will be accurate and I never have to wind it. So consumers made the choice to kill the Swiss market in conjunction with the Swiss market refusing to change. And so what I was reading was in response to that, obviously the Swatch group swallowed up a lot of different brands. A lot of different brands also got swallowed up by different conglomerates. But what some high-end watches did was to no longer appeal to like regular consumers and to just charge more money and appeal to higher end watch market buyers. And so that's sort of their response to that. And a lot of those brands now, I think there's some suffering happen. You know, I, 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 and so it's just, it's one of those things where I just become curious, like what's gonna happen? Is there gonna be another quote unquote quartz crisis? Is it, is it one of those things where and you, you mentioned it. It's archaic business practices because it's it's it's. And I mentioned it the last show, my 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 dying bird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about my dying bird. That again. poor that poor bird. I'm, yeah, I I'm love so, that I'm bird, sorry. man. It was it was a good bird. It was a cockatiel. <laughs> um, and so 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 basically, so people have no idea how I'm talking about. Uh, we equated the Swiss watch industry to this 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 old this old dead bird that I had uh, growing up as a kid. So I had this bird, and it wasn't dead uh, when I got it. It was alive and it was it was That's chirpy good. and it was yeah it was good. You know, don't buy dead pets. That's that the hashtag. I uh, would encourage you to buy uh, pets belonging to the you know, the living. Yes. And when I got this bird, he was lively. He sang when the sun came up. He flew around. He had different songs he would sing, and he was alive. He was the 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 the, the perfect picture of you know avian health. Uh, and then one day I woke up and he wasn't singing like his morning song, and you know he was very lethargic. And when birds are sick or ill. They get sort of puffy and like they hold their wings kind of like far away from their body. And then like a little while after that morning, he just started just puking. Just puking like his, his, his little guts out. Mm -hmm. And I, Michael, have you ever heard a bird vomit before? I have not. 
That's so not, birds that's don't have a sound I'm familiar with. <laughs> birds don't have vocal cords, okay? So when the bird vomits, it just opens its beak and like this river of like just like liquid comes out of its mouth. <laughs> so it's completely silent, opposed from like spasms or like body shakes the bird might be experiencing. So the bird's just vomiting. The bird's the bird's vomiting more volume than I would assume is in a bird. And I'm like, this is bad. This bird, this bird's fucking sick as shit, man. Before the day was done, the bird's dead. The bird just died. The day before it was fine. The next day it was dead. And then we had to, and then you know we, we took it to the vet, and the vet was explaining to me, you know, the best he could to a kid. Uh, I had asked him why the bird died so suddenly. He said, "Oh well, you know, uh, a lot of times birds and other animals that live in flocks or in herds or in packs, they don't want to show, or their instincts prevent them from showing any type of." change in behavior because then that will be seen as weakness so the bird was probably feeling sick for weeks but it never showed any signs of weakness because any signs of weakness or any signs of change would be perceived by the pack or the flock as a reason to see that thing as weak and it's the same thing i feel like the swiss swiss wash market is doing in conjunction with the image they're putting out in relation also yeah. to the news that we're seeing with job cuts ceo restructuring for some reason they're still having hublot concrete jungle champagne parties uh and fucking like, like they're doing like all this fucking crazy shit well i'm it, i'm all i'm almost i think i mentioned it in, in the last episode i'm almost grateful for hublot for all the crazy kind of shit that they're because doing. they're doing something different yeah 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 they're 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 not being conservative at all they're really controversial at times and i consistently see them taking risks and that's something okay, yes. that's something that john claude biver is i think i think he said something before like if you don't take risks you're you're basically done um, right but you, you know the veil the veil is being pulled over um you know the average watch content consumers eyes you know when when they see something like like IWC, you know, putting a castle inside of the SIHH, um, you know, event because that's basically what their booth was this year. Like, oh did yeah, they do, we, did they really do that? Dude, they're just they're. I mean, obviously, I wasn't there. You know, I've seen photos and stuff, but like, you know, you have these like women dressed like in these like ancient Greek looking like <laughs> dresses and stuff like that, and like these huge like pillars and it looks oh very like opulent and yeah everything everything is fine when you um when you put that kind of stuff out there Dude, and, another uh, oh, sorry i'll go on i, I have a point yeah yeah but here. that's you know that's that's almost like that's almost what you would expect them to do if things mm-hmm. aren't going so well you know yeah because the, the, uh, so we talk about them preserving archaic business practices in terms of their pricing structure in terms of not selling directly to consumers also in terms of just their marketing practices, the speculation is that they don't change those things because to change those things implies that those things weren't working. And to imply that those things weren't working is to imply that the brand is hurting or that the brand value is going down or that sales are going down. Obviously, you you can't do that, especially when you're publicly traded. Yeah, it's kind of hard to hide that. So that, that's why a lot of the times you'll have to dig for it, like reading about sales reports, because the Swiss government is also really, really involved in the sale of Swiss watches. And so like a lot of those things have to be public record, how they do month to month, how they do year to year, whether they met projections or not, things like that. So you're not always going to see it. I mean, you'll if you 
like Reef Forbes and Financial Times, you might see it like when they're like especially noteworthy things when they make like the news. Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, it's stuff you have to dig for. And so, but bearing that in mind, all this is happening in conjunction with IWC making some sort of castle <laughs> <laughs> inside SIHH. It's funny, actually, also uh, another brand that is currently suffering and we talked about before. Uh, Brightling has been, I think, since ooh, October or November, been considering uh, a potential sale due to uh, low sales, low, you know, low, low the years due not being very kind. John Travolta, too much money. Due to paying John Travolta enough money to purchase lifts for his shoes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like oddly enough oddly enough I've been on a weird uh kind of brightling kick lately it's really? all um yeah dude it's all PS Dance's fault and him posting that <laughs> Avenger it just looks it just looks cool it's I a think. cool wash it's yeah. a cool wash shout out to uh PS Dance yeah. you're the man dude um and, I mean good good on them for trucking along for for so long and you know but what's what's funny is a couple months before that got announced, I think it was uh, I think it was in Geneva or somewhere in Europe I'd never been to. Breitling opened up a boutique, and they had John Travolta there, and they had the Fly Girls, Fly and girls, they had man. like other astronauts. The so people have no idea I'm talking about. The Fly Girls. Um, so the whole for some reason astronauts. <laughs> no, no, these are these are models who wear like stewardess, like like not even like appropriate, like 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 sexualized uh, uh very objectifying stewardess ish outfits from like the 60s uh, yeah. so for some reason brightling has kind of angled their marketing practices towards uh males and older males who are sort of into like old school aviation now when i say old school aviation i mean i guess like the 50s 60s and 70s were you know apparently um only men could be pilots or something <laughs> <laughs> you know what well, I'm saying I don't think so. I think I think it's just very easy to to market this stuff toward men, and well, because you know you kind of you take in the story behind the marketing, and you kind of want to adapt this sort of concept of adventure and glory and you know risk. Um, you know, and like the golden era of aviation, arguably, right. you want to you want to integrate it into your life. But like when you're sitting by the pool and having a beer uh, with a brightling <laughs> on your wrist and then and then Ooh. you're fine. You know, you're, you're part of that scene and it's OK because you bought that watch, you know. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I specifically kind of draw the, 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 the whole targeting male, targeting female thing. I mean, it's just. I was reading this actually super, super interesting uh, article that someone had written. It's in Forbes. It was a little while after the event. What's her name? Christine Negroni. Negroni, I believe, like the drink. I'm not sure if I'm misspelling it. We'll throw the link in there. But it's interesting because she saw the release. She reached out for comment. They didn't have any comment. But then, you know, she reached out to female aviators and she found out it was weird enough a lot of them a lot of these female pilots they actually own brightling like brightling watches yeah and so a lot of them after they saw that they had like a really like weird feeling and the thing is i also learned this brightling sponsors uh i think a few or a handful or one i'm not good with numbers uh female pilots and so it's just weird why the thing is you don't hear about that that's not press worthy what is press worthy is the opening of that geneve boutique or whatever the fuck it was 
where you only have men celebrities and men astronauts, but the women are these like fly girls and I mean she has a picture up in the article. It's 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 hilarious. It's hilarious because it's just like Yeah. It's it's like it's like meeting a caveman and it's just yeah. like, dude, this is hilarious. This is what you believe, you know what I'm saying? So it's the only reason I'm harping on the story so much is because they're having this big event and they're portraying themselves this huge big opening. Several months later they're considering being sold. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's my bird is dying, Michael. That's the headline. My fucking, my poor little cockatiel <laughs> is puking her fucking little guts out. There's, dude, more liquid came out of that bird than I would expect. Like, like, if I were to c- collect all of the liquid that came out of her in a cup, the cup would be bigger than her. I don't understand it. <laughs> but if, you know, I don't know. Can, can we keep talking about, about the marketing? Because it's, it's, yeah, of course. Something, it's something that for me has become just exhausting lately mm-hmm. and uh i kind of i kind of just equated to just flat out noise uh just visual noise in my life that is making me kind of <laughs> reconsider the amount of watch content that i take in in my life well, it's, so what's a, what's a an example of, of like this, dude i I had to write an article for some watch and I don't remember the brand and I, like mm. I had I went to their site for something and, and it was some crazy expensive dress watch and the first thing you see is like an autoplay like YouTube video of like <laughs> some guy like in a suit in a penthouse like wearing the watch and it's like nighttime and like out of nowhere this like beautiful woman like puts her hand on his shoulder and like begins to like just almost like practically undress and it's like some cheesy like line came out it's like he made the right choice and then like like, and then like zoom into like a photo of the watch and it's like you can have this for like 80 million swiss francs or something right it's just it's it's exhausting correct really and i i think you know like like we were talking about buyers you know even if even if you even if you have the cash, you know, there, there are watch buyers out there that have the cash and they're educated and they collect what they like. Cool. Yeah. Like, even if you have the cash, like you should be smart enough to see that and know that like, okay, if I buy that, my life is not going to become that, you know, <laughs> like obviously. Of course. But I mean, a lot of people, I think no one says my life will become that, but I think deep down, it makes them feel like they're closer. Like, hey, if pilots or whatever are buying this watch and I buy this watch, that's something I have in common with them. Yeah. I mean... If this guy's getting laid while wearing a Piaget, dude, if I wear a Piaget, we're Eskimo brothers. We could potentially get laid <laughs> together. You know I'm what gonna, I'm saying? I'm going to instantly become Ryan Reynolds. He's, <laughs> he's the ambassador. And I just... I love it. Is he a Piaget ambassador? Yeah, he's like... He's like the one right now. That's like, so that's disturbing. Dead, Why? Deadpool is the Piaget brand ambassador. So, okay, that confuses me. Do they really think people that are Ryan Reynolds fans are gonna fucking clamor at the door to buy Piaget's? Those motherfuckers well, are eating Taco Bell in the back of their cars. I mean... You know what I'm saying? You have you got the retired dentist or something that has been going to the grocery store a lot. He's on a late night tampon run, and he sees Ryan Reynolds on the cover of every magazine because he just did Deadpool and he just did this. He's on Men's Health because he looks jacked, and then he's on this one because whatever. 
And then he's in the mall another day and he walks by Piaget Boutique and there's Ryan Reynolds' face. There he I was is. Like, oh, I, I'm going to be awesome if I walk in there and get that watch that, that That's he's very wearing. very interesting, actually. I, I think you definitely pinpointed some of the mentality behind these brands when they choose ambassadors. It's actually something I, I, I did want to talk about some more. It also watch marketing specifically swiss watch marketing revealed something very telling i don't think a lot of collectors of swiss watches are willing to admit swiss watch manufacturers in my opinion view their pieces as jewelry yeah well you know what i mean yeah they don't they don't view it as um something keeping up with the orological time tradition they might say you can't say you know we are we are uh, uh, arbiters and maintainers of orological time traditions in the swiss watch industry Here's this watch we made to honor this time uh, for everyone to enjoy. It's hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, some, <laughs> some do. Some, you know, some almost have built their their tradition on that concept. I I think I think a brand like AP gets a pass because, for example, when the Royal Oak came out, mm-hmm. the company was about to go under like right and they needed they needed like a huge shakeup and of course you bring gerald genta on board you're gonna get an awesome design but what they did was they marketed a luxury sports watch a luxury watch in stainless steel that costed more than like any other watch on the market and you know initially it was a huge risk a great risk at that because you know at first people didn't really get it at first people were really upset but then eventually they caught on. They were like, "Okay, this is like, this is like a luxury timepiece, but it's like still sporty. Like, it's not, it's not the Rolex Submariner that's like super popular. It's something else, something that I have to pay more for. And it's like, and that's it. That's that's like the watch for AP. They they make other watches, but that huge risk that they took, um, because they wanted to market this as like an expensive luxury item." Mm-hmm. Um, it kind kind of made it for them, and yeah. I th- I think that's pretty cool. But you know, it, it's it is sad. It is sad when when you see someone like, I mean, just if you just take Rolex for example, like these were watches that like you bought a three hundred dollar Rolex or like a two hundred fifty dollar Rolex in the fifties, and you were essentially like going to the store and buying like the best hammer you could buy because <laughs> it was like you needed like. You needed the right tool for the job. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And it's like, and you consider something like the Sea Dweller and like how it was developed in conjunction with like Comex and like Sea Lab mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then today, that's what they had to resort to. They had to resort to kind of like marketing this as a piece of jewelry to, to survive. And they haven't let go. Like most of the brands haven't let go of that. I don't know. So this is so this is more of like a, a a marketing theory, metaphysical marketing discussion. I don't believe you have to market that way to survive. I believe they marketed that way to justify a price increase, which they believed was more efficient to helping them survive. If you yeah. change your business practices, if you kind of got realistic about what you were doing and what you were producing. So so okay. What this is a great example. What the event that helped bring the Swiss market out of the quartz crisis was was the Swatch was the plastic watch. You know what I mean? 
Huge, huge deal. It was huge. Yeah. But they didn't say, okay, okay, let's just keep let's just keep digging deeper. Let's just let's maybe if we drown more, it will get better. You know what I mean? They're like 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 listen, let's <laughs> if people want if, if if consumers are looking for something uh, uh, affordable that they can get easily and that they can rely on, let's let's do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've gotten away from that. The closest thing, and in a sense, it's almost like a weird. Uh, 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 what, like a like metaphorical homage, but the system fifty one, swatch system fifty. I mean, you can sort of just with the you know I know the original plastic swatch had fifty one parts, and I know the system fifty one obviously has fifty one parts, but that wasn't really. It's cool, I think, in like a novelty factor, but you don't really get the sense that they had a lot or put a lot riding on that. You know what I'm saying? The the newer system fifty one. Yeah. Yeah. The one that you have in the box. Yeah, I for, I forget that I have one of those sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but when it's that a cool came, watch. It's when a cool that watch. came out, when that came out, I think I think the System Fifty One was exciting mm-hmm. because it kind of it kind of served as a really like low risk, low cost entry point for someone that like, let's say, is just like flat out wearing like michael kors every day and like mm-hmm. they don't know anything but like they hear and see all this stuff about mechanical watches and they want to learn about it and yeah that's the system 51 that's 150 bucks you're you're basically you're basically in you're you're in yeah. the club at that point and yeah. um and i i really appreciated that out, out of the I, system 51 i think it's super cool but it's one of those initiatives they could have expanded like oh yeah, where I, could... I think they're trying. I think they're trying, they? but they're like well, more they, expensive they did, now. They, they did the they did the metal version. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. And this is something actually I've noticed that's that's really whenever for some reason the Swiss market thinks or wants to advance, they just do the same thing but in a different material. You know oh, what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. That, for the... <laughs> that's no, yeah. That's that's a, that's another thing. Like. You... Mm. I'm not gonna say anything, but yeah, you'll <laughs> you'll see the, you'll you'll get you'll get this news, okay? They'll they'll call it news, all right? Right. And and um, it'll say something of, along the lines of, "Hi, we have this watch, and it's been like right. this for a bit. It came out back then, but now it's in gold." <laughs> Here you go, <laughs> Mazel Tov. It's a sale. So uh, the thing is platinum, that mentality by request only. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I juxtapose that with something we were talking about earlier. We were talking about Seiko and the spring drive. Okay. Yeah. Now I don't want to isolate just the spring drive and say, oh, that 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 technologically is more advanced than just doing something in gold. Yeah, I'm not focusing on that. What I'm focusing on is what we talked about them moving. Or them putting for the first time, or one of the first, or for the first time in a long time, the spring drive in one of the prospects line. Yeah, I I thought about that some more actually, and I don't think we have to. Yes, that is happening. The spring drive is coming into um, some some prospects model watches. Um, the most notably and recently is the Transocean Spring Drive GMT. There are two versions, the SBDB017 and the SBDB018. Right. And these are these are dive watches, uh, Transocean, uh, out of the Transocean line with a spring drive GMT movement inside. And they are awesome. 
That's so fucking cool. That's yeah. so cool. But the thing is, you don't pay, or they're not currently MSRPing it at Grand Seiko price. No. That's a that's a prospects price. So we're talking like two thousand twenty five hundred for like upper prospects range. Um, what's uh, uh God video watch review or watch video review? I I never get it. I never get it, it right. Is on YouTube, it is watch videos. Is the name of the I channel. Know, I don't know how the fuck you got that channel. Uh, so watch videos. We'll 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 link it. Um, did a video review of one of those watches and uh it's just it's just super cool like that is that is newsworthy uh innovation that's something that's just like holy shit that's awesome you know what i mean i think you know there's i i think there are some swiss brands that are catching on and i think i think there are bringing innovation and and they're kind of doing it right i've recently i've recently been looking into oris more um And actually, I have my Oris pen right here. <laughs> well, yeah, you you own one more Oris product than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, did you know? Did you know that the company's um, like slogan is "Real watches for real people." What the hell? That's yeah, kinda... that, that's that's the way that they market their stuff, and like they, I think Oris is a Swiss brand that is kind of like they're turning around and really doing it right recently at least ever since mm-hmm. uh and i th- i think the aura 65 could be you know like a notable like marker in that history right. um but they they have they have some really cool um kind of accessible watches and and, and you know they have expensive watches too but they are innov- innovative as well like that you know that altimeter watch with like the first mechanical oh, yeah. like altimeter on it like that's that's cool stuff that's a huge risk like good job you know and, and people they're, people they're the it. exception they're the except what they're doing is not indicative of the whole uh excuse me industry you know what i mean the hell is that that was my computer i don't know why is your, compu- is your computer okay computer's fine <laughs> <laughs> computer locate picard sorry <laughs> i've been watching a lot of star trek next generation um <laughs> But no, I agree. Oris definitely understands their position. I mean, they were at Windup. They were a Swiss brand at Windup. Mm-hmm. 2016. That's 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 all. Windup is specifically for like not smaller, but like micro brands and things like that. Like that's that's yeah. so cool that they were there. So I, I I yes, they are a Swiss watch brand, and they're definitely doing it right. And I think there's innovation behind it. And I think other Swiss brands have a lot to learn. The thing is, they're not like conglomerate owned, are they? They're not like Richemont or Swatch, no, they're, think, they're they're th- they're I private. I think they're still independent. Yeah, yeah, man. I, the 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 big thing, the big forces that really control the Swiss watch movement are the conglomerates, you know, Swatch, Richemont, and I can never remember the other one. You know what I mean? Uh, LVMH. That's the one because yeah. I, I I I know the first letter and then the rest of them I just completely <laughs> just completely tune out. I don't know what it is. But I hear L, and then I have like a I have like a stroke, and then it's over, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that one. And I, just, <laughs> I just hope I don't have to recite that in like the court of law. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I I I hear you. I think they're out there, but it's just they're not out there enough to where they're the ones that are like saving the Swiss watch market. The other thing also is you know this this whole thing of like 
I didn't even realize until you told me that they were Swiss. But it's funny because it says on my pen, it says Oris Swiss watches. You know what I mean? But when I <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> when I hear Swiss watches, I think like luxury watches, and I for some reason don't think of Oris as a luxury brand. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. You know what I mean? I, I in, in my opinion, I don't want to think of it as a luxury item because then I feel like I'm not a watch collector. I feel like I'm a luxury item collector, or that's just my problem. I yeah. don't know. But I mean, you can just like Rolex. You know, you can just like Rolex for what it well, is. Here's the thing: I feel like Rolex is completely distinct from all of the Swiss watch talk we've been talking about. <laughs> but it's it's hard. It's hard, you know, because like I, no matter what, no matter what like their history is or like who has worn them or how they have been used, they mm-hmm. have such a strong co- connection to luxury and such um such a position as a status symbol that no matter what yeah. that's, that's gonna follow them forever to the point where like if i tell somebody like yeah I'm, I'm on a podcast with my friend and we talk about watches and stuff and like i do like you know i i like these watch websites and i like learning about rolex and they're like oh you like learning about rolex what are you like some like rich guy like yeah right it's always gonna be and then you have to explain like no no it's it's because i like the history and like you know the kind of like micro engineering that goes into these things and everyone's like right. yeah, yeah whatever it's, it's rolex you know, it's always <laughs> it's it's always rolex it's always luxury. you're right they're they're in terms of luxury watches they're synonymous with like if, if i tell someone i bought a rolex they don't immediately think to your point about the history they think oh Probably spent five or six thousand bucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you bought it new, you know what I mean? Like right. A dick, you know? Yeah. Um, but just in terms of like sale, like hurting sales and like struggling and all that stuff like that, I don't think Rolex has ever had that problem. No, they're, they're going to be you know? fine. Always. They're going to be fine. It's yeah. at the end of the world, it's going to be uh, after the fallout, it's going to be Roaches, Twinkies, and the Rolex factory. It's going to be you know roaches I mean? wearing Rolexes. It's going to be, oh my God, I wish I had Photoshop skills so I could Photoshop a Rolex on a roach. And that's and that's the name of my new grindcore band. <laughs> you can catch us here in Seattle opening for... Dude, can I join your grindcore band? I'll, 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 I'll buy back my Ibanez RG and I'll wear it all the way up to my chin. And I will just, I will just shred that thing all... You'll have no idea what's going on you can catch us, guitar. You can catch us at the showbox... We're opening. We're opening for minus the bear. <laughs> I've, I've seen I've seen minus the bear live twice. I think really good show. Oh uh, yeah, they they actually are coming here soon. But but roaches wearing Rolexes is, is not opening for them. <laughs> I'm actually. Can we start roaches wearing Rolexes as a hashtag? I'm writing it down. Roaches. So hold on. Roaches wearing Rolexes or roaches and Rolexes. Roaches wearing Rolexes. Roaches wearing Rolexes. Yeah, let's not beat around the bush on this one, huh? Roaches. <laughs> oh, roaches. R O A. Wearing Rolexes. Rolexes. Underlined. I feel good about that one. Roaches wearing Rolexes. If someone can actually get a picture of. A, no, I'm not going to say that because some asshole is just going to put their Rolex on like a dead roach and send it to us. And like, I fucking <laughs> do not need that. <laughs> I do not fucking need people sending me pictures of dead roaches. All right? Uh the last thing i need in my inbox right now yeah but it's just one of those things where okay last year if that's what happened so what we're seeing now in terms of all the ceo restructuring and richemont them cutting jobs them um 
taking money away from their traditional marketing practices, what does that mean for 2017? Are they going to do things like differently? Are we going to see like, no. so, so oh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> dick. Because <laughs> well, the greatest, the greatest example I think is something where we, we're seeing something really, really interesting. And that's Seiko's emergence um, in terms of like a boutique brand in the States and that, yeah, you know, you walk in and they have all their grand Seikos and everything like that, but they're marketing their marketing is clutch. Dude, they're working with social media influencers, but they're not working with social media influencers in a really weird and inauthentic way. Yeah. They're doing it in like a really like fantastic, organic, really just they're appealing to watch people. Yeah. Seiko you know what I mean? Seiko's doing it. Um Oris is also doing it. Doxa. Yeah, yeah. Doxa is doing it recently. Um but yeah, Seiko Seiko is um there's going to be a big push from Seiko, I think. And I don't oh, think yeah, we were talking about this um like in the pre-talk. I don't think the spring drive um if everything goes south with the Swiss industry, I don't think this I don't think the spring drive is going to be elevated to a position of luxury or, you know, the new of, the, the the new height of of watch luxury. Yeah. And you know why? I think I actually think that Credor is going to be, um, I think Credor is going to be marketed much more than, than it I is I could right see now. that. Yeah. I could totally, because dude, I, when I was in the Miami boutique, they had the, they, they, they had the Credor, they had the lacquer dial there, that Eki or whatever it's called, Eki 2, whatever the shit is. Is that, is that just the time only one? Yeah. 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 That thing's like $52,000. I'll just, I'll just buy the one. Yeah, you probably just I'll just buy the one and then I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll leave it in my glove compartment so it, so it roasts. Yeah, um, they had the turbion there, uh, uh, the tourbillion that that um. I'll get I'll get one of those too to to okay. go. In, <laughs> Can in I the, get that in the baggie, please? You have a you have a, you have a to go box for that, please. <laughs> Can I get like a brown paper bag for my Creedor turbion? <laughs> But uh, but no, to your point, when I was there, Joseph Kirk was saying like, yeah, you know, this is one of the few places, I think one of only two places or one place in the U.S. you can see this watch. And I'm like, holy shit, like what, like what a fucking statement. Dude, yeah. also those watches are in the windows facing the Rolex boutique. <laughs> wow. That, they're like not, that. they're not fucking around, dude. You know what I mean? Like they are completely aware. <laughs> exactly. When I was there for that spring drive event, I'm I'm I'm, I'm putting this in, I'm putting this in the write up for the um, for the event because I'm finally putting the write up together now. Uh, all the other boutiques were closing, like you know, Panerai and Omega and Rolex was closing. Uh, and as I was, we have to walk by Rolex. I don't know why I'm emphasizing Rolex like that. Rolex. Rolex. God damn you, John Luke Picard. Um, you have to walk by the Rolex boutique to get to Seiko, like from the area where you can park normally, and like. As all those guys were packing up and putting the watches away, they're just looking at the Seiko boutique because there's so much buzz and like life going on there. Yeah. They're having a spring job event, all the watches are in the windows, and then like I'm watching them and I'm like, dude, I'm so sure a lot of those guys want to just walk next door and hang out. And I don't know if I don't know if they <laughs> hey, can. You guys you guys you guys having fun here? You guys, you guys you have guys a good time? <laughs> what? <laughs> can I have fun too? Get out of here, loser. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just it's 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 to your point, I mean, you're right. We talked about this in the pre-talk. Like, if everything crashed and Swiss crashed, um, my brain, and you corrected me because my brain don't work no good, my brain thought, oh, well, that means the Spring Drive and Credor, those are now going to be the new luxury watches. What's going to happen? Is Are they then going to price themselves out, you know, with their Spring Drive technology? No. 
because as we mentioned before, and as Michael, uh, 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 you know, uh, elucidated to me, they're putting the spring drive in the prospects line. Yeah. Financially, that's a step back in terms of innovation and being a fucking awesome company. That's ten steps forward. You know what I mean? You can you can never you can never predict what they're gonna do, and it's it's really funny how they do things. Like they they just they don't tell anybody. There's no there's no <laughs> press release. There's nothing. Like when the when the <clears throat> new SRPs came out, it's just like here you go. I just started seeing. <laughs> I just we saw some, some like of grainy photo on like on watch you seek. It was like like Photoshop, <laughs> like the watch like on a beach or something. This <laughs> is like here you go. This is what you're here getting. They, here you go. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Do you think? I mean, well, I know they're gonna do Basel releases and yeah. news about. I mean, what do you do? You have any Basel predictions, or is it too early for them? For them, I don't know. I, what I else? What what else can they do to spurn on my my horological boner? Hashtag hashtag horology boner. Or you know watch, what I'm watch watch boner is watch boner. I, I that was like. a that was a great hashtag by the way. When you threw that up there, <laughs> it's not used that much. Um, when it's I clicked not used on it, that much. When yeah. I clicked on it, I was scared that I would see other things. <laughs> <laughs> and we've we've talked about we've talked about hashtag watch porn before. Oh my god, dude! That I'm so I'm I I used that tag earlier, and I'm like I'm gonna get flagged. I'm, well, gonna, I, I'm uh. I think it's fine. I I think it's more watch related than porn related. I, I think it's not. It's it's. I don't think it's porn related at all. But if I was like a if I was like a civilian and I'm going <laughs> through my feed and I see I see someone says hashtag like oh man I really love the way that shimmers hashtag watch porn be like oh shit. <laughs> What the fuck is this? What is this? Yeah. You know? We've also talked about upskirt for case back shots. Yeah. Upskirt. <laughs> don't, uh, but don't, one, don't. No, we can't a, use that one. Yeah, that don't one. go to that one. That's a bad, that don't go to hashtag upskirt. That's, no. definitely, that's definitely claimed. <laughs> definitely not <laughs> That one not does not belong to the watch fam. <laughs> no. But watch boner and neurology boner, I think these are winners. I, I might start using watch boner more. But you know, yeah, ba- I mean, Basel is uh, coming up a little more, a little more than a month. Um, nice. Uh, probably seeing some some pre-Basel stuff coming out soon. Um, I'm just excited for Seiko news. I'm excited for Raketa news because Raketa <laughs> they keep going to Basel. And uh, are, are they? Is is he like? Does he have like a? Like a hot dog stand outside? Is that where he is? <laughs> With like an umbrella? No, they have a booth, man. They have a booth. They uh, they pay to be there. I, I forget the guy's name that owns it. Um, he's an independent businessman. Uh, he purchased the brand. He purchased the Petrovich factory, all the uh, machinery, uh, the workers, and they're still making watches. This is for another episode. I, I, I'm actually working also on an article about the state of current Russian watches that aren't mm. Soviet watches. Um, but they're trying to make their watches feel like they're part of the luxury world. So they're charging a lot more money than you would feel comfortable purchasing a Russian watch for. You know what I'm but saying? isn't isn't this isn't this funny? Like when you hmm. and I when you and I got into watches and like Basel World was rolling around the corner, we were just I, I'm sure I I know we were both like at some point like oh I can't wait to see what the new 
what the new Rolexes are. I can't wait to see what. Yeah, the it's new, exciting. Like, what, like, <laughs> all of this stuff, and you know, that's that's the stuff that you look at because that's like that's what you're supposed to like. That's what you're supposed to like buy and stuff. Yeah, and I think I think the more and more I get into this, like the past five months have been very watch heavy for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think. I think it's kind of resulted in me just like not caring about most of it and realizing <laughs> realizing like what really gets me going something yeah. like like an Orion field standard or or like <laughs> something new and cool from Nomos or um, oh, hell yeah, dude. you know or Oris or Doxa doing stuff like <sighs> Because, dude, it's like we always... It's like it's it's my goddamn rallying cry. I'm going to have it on my tombstone. My tombstone's just going to say the word boo, I'm behind you. And also this <laughs> following sentence, uh, sentence. Like, as a watch collector, you have to practice your passion in a vacuum. Because if you don't, you'll get tricked into all of this bottle news thinking that your crowning achievement as a watch collector should be to buy a Rolex. Should be to buy, uh, 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 like, like, you know, that expensive watch which you just don't need to buy like that's like you're learning in the same way that i'm learning and that you just you figure out what you really love by learning what just really annoys you and and don't and don't get me wrong i like i still like i still love me a good rolex like no dates up like as much as anyone you know you're a rolex guy you're you you when i have a question about rolex i don't go online i text you that's why i (laughs) randomly text you I just text you questions because you are intimately familiar with their uh, history. You understand a lot of the the technological influences and innovations that had to go into the watch because you are very passionate and you're an aficionado about those things. You're not just a rich asshole. You yeah. know what I mean? But when but when <laughs> see Rolex isn't isn't taking these hot chicks and dressing them up in <laughs> in tight skirts i still have the article you know you know i think i think when you see a brand doing that you gotta think to yourself what are what are they trying to sell you like am i a great point am i buying the watch because i like it or am i buying the watch because i want to be john travolta's first officer or something that's that's i'm telling you i think brands that that do that kind of marketing they're i consider them and i do i think they do also jewelry because when you buy jewelry, you're buying something that connotes a certain lifestyle in which you are already a part of, or more likely than not, you want to yeah. feel a part of. You know what I'm saying? And you know, also, I think I think we we uh, we can probably talk about it in in another episode. It mm-hmm. is good. It is good to have like maybe that one peacocking watch. You know, like the one the one kind of like. But what did what, what, what did uh, you told me last time? What did Archie Luxury call it? The the the, the, the fuck, fuck off, off piece. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that is good, but um, at least for me, I've been. You know, you can also move out to other brands that aren't aren't doing that kind of marketing for that either. Like there's there's like those Dietrich pieces that kind of just look crazy. Those are so like, cool. I really want to try one of those. They actually are. You know, if yep. if, if you are into like a loud kind of luxurious um look you know there's other stuff out there but sure you know then again if you if you have if you have the cash and like you know you like this you listen Arden because it's just super wild and you're into the freak and um you want it 
because you you appreciate the urology and the mechanics behind it like go for it but i don't it, have fifty thousand dollars to spend on that watch michael yeah yeah we can um <laughs> we can do some like uh some hitman jobs i guess <laughs> <laughs> it's like like I'm, like I'm gonna tell you a story. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a quick story, uh, which I will I will offer as evidence for me being an awful hitman. Okay. Okay. Uh, I once injured myself lifting ice cream onto the grocery store conveyor belt. Oh, I did. I have heard this story, but I think yeah, the, I told you. I, I told you the story. <laughs> yeah, I I was at a Publix. So for people who aren't uh, here in Florida, Publix is like a pretty popular um, grocery chain. I think in the Florida and Georgia area, it's like a like a Wegmans or a Stop and Shop or whatever the fuck else other grocery stores are out there. Mayors. Win Dixie. Win Dixie, you know. Um, and so uh, there's Publix. I don't know what you do. There's Publix brand ice cream. And so I'm like, yeah, dude, I love ice cream. I'm fat. I'll I will I will go to town on some McMotherfucking ice cream. And so I gra- I grab the ice cream. I just want to point to everyone. The ice cream is the only thing I'm buying. I was literally sent there to get other things. And I don't remember what I had. Like I, I, this the story I was going to concoct for my fiance was like, oh, um, I haven't gone to the grocery store yet. Can can you give me the list again? So I'm I got nice <laughs> now. So I, I I got the ice cream and it wasn't like a big vat of ice cream. It wasn't like a mop bucket full of ice cream or whatever the unit of measurement for ice yeah, cream. Yeah, I was gonna ask how how big was that? It thing? was a quart. It was like a little like the size of like my head. Like and I don't have a big head. How big how how big is a normal thing of ice cream? It's like a normal thing of ice cream that looks like a a smushed circle. I'm not good at describing things. All right, it was a regular quart of fucking ice cream. The regular standard you 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 know unit of ice cream. It was one of those, but I was we- holding in a weird way to when I got to the 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 belt for the conveyor belt for the 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 cash register. I lifted it up and I immediately pulled a muscle like in the back of my shoulder and in the side of my ribs because I lifted it like an asshole. And it was the type of pain where the second you feel that pain, all the air shoots from your body because all of your like your diaphragm just constricts. And so the girl at the cash register, this like high schooler, just. <laughs> Just sees me, just like do like a, as like I, as like I, I lift and put my ice cream down, and I have to like pretend I'm not in pain, but I am. I was in such pain, like for days. It took me to recover, and like I, I got home, and then and then my fiance got home, and I told her I hurt myself, and she's like, "Oh no, what happened? You hurt yourself at work?" And I'm like, "Idiot! I shouldn't have said anything. I should just pretended to not be hurt." Because now, because I, because I, because I, 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 I just now I have to tell her the truth. I'm like, oh, I, I lifted my, I heard, I heard myself lifting ice cream, <laughs> and she just laughed at me. I was in bed in pain. There's nothing more demoralizing than the the, the person you chose to spend your life with laughing at you while you're in pain. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's laughing at me. I'm like, baby, don't laugh at me. I hurt myself. Can you get me some ice cream? It's in the freezer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I propose that as evidence for the fact that I would be a really bad hitman. You know right. what I mean? Well, I mean, what doesn't kill you makes you better. What doesn't what stronger? doesn't kill you what doesn't kill you just gives you diabetes. That's basically uh, what's and, what's what's happening right now. And now you can climb Everest with a Rolex Explorer. You're fine <laughs> after going through that. Well, the well the so I it's funny because we talk about the the the, the, the I want to I want to close on the fuck off watch. You know what okay. I mean? Right. I, when you first mentioned it, I thought about that, and I'm like, what would my fuck off watch be? 
Like what what would be the one watch like my 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 my, my peacocking watch? Because to your point, yes, even though I really believe everyone should collect to collect, I think it's sort of nice for your self-esteem to just have a watch, which to you relatively would be your peacocking watch. You know what I mean? A peacocking watch for me would be something maybe more subtle than it actually appears. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of why it's kind of, like if I wanted to wear a watch to like something where like a lot of watch people would be and I had to look cool and have like a ton of Instagram cred because <laughs> that's that's half of what watch collecting is um, <laughs> like something I would ha- I would just have a blast wearing that spring drive GMT the SBGE 001 because it's like oh, yeah I mean not not a Panerai not a Richard Meal split seconds chronograph that costs a million dollars right but uh something like that actually for for a while you know it was it was that smith's that i had because i told you i told you i'm like man if i if i ever like come across somebody that knows what this is (laughs) i'm instant instant watch friend yeah and it never happened never never met that person <laughs> i'm still uh, i'm still harping on the watch friend that i lost who had the who who knew the whole bond nato thing Jeez. james bond nato thing. Yeah, that's I'm geeky still, man that's geeky I'm, I'm such a bad friend oh man <laughs> you might find a story of about you on like a watch you seek form like that <laughs> jerk from my job that jerk from my job i tried uh, you know uh, 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 i called him out on his like bond nato sort of like undersized nato on his thing and he called me a loser i mean i, I didn't call the guy a loser <laughs> but i basically i gave him a social cold shoulder so i think i think watch you seek needs a missed connection sub form now oh my god that would be incredible <laughs> oh my to the guy wearing the black dial no date rolex sub what's up man i saw you in line at jamba juice <laughs> really dig your taste i like your skull bead bracelet you know what i mean like that would be that would be awesome actually <laughs> do you do you listeners see how important it is for us to have watch friends please don't stop listening to us please don't stop listening to us but uh, uh so i if i if you put a gun to my head and said Cassim, what is your fuck off peacock watch i would i would probably choose the rolex explorer one the older reference the 114 that's um I love that watch, but I just, I don't know if I'm ever going to buy that watch. It's so hard to justify it that is. type of watch. That's it potentially is. hashtag spring drive money. Yeah. At least, at least logically, your choice was a goddamn spring drive. <laughs> you know? I don't know. There's just something, there's something about that watch where, it's, I think it's very similar to you and the Smiths. If I walked into a room and if someone recognized that watch beyond the fact that it was a Rolex, I'm like, dude, we're instant friends. That's so cool. You recognize yeah. that this is like the older reference. It's not the 39 millimeter or whatever the fuck the newer one is, or whatever that 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 two one whatever shit is. Like that's that's cool. We're friends. Can I borrow money? You know what it I'm is, saying? It is everything. It is everything that <clears throat> Rolex DNA is is in that watch. Yeah, like you have. You have their entire history on your wrist when you have that watch on. That that's what I love, especially about the old thirty-six millimeter one. Um, and don't say that now. I'm, now I'm going to put myself in financial ruin to buy the watch. Don't, don't. 
Don't sell me on the watch, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, and you know what? They're they're not a uh, like you said. Rolex is not is not doing what everyone else is doing now, and and they're never gonna have to, to be honest. No, never, because um, that that's how. So this is the thing. Also, I think. Oh goddamn, we're getting back into it. That a lot of these Swiss watch brands would love to get in the same state of Rolex had controlled and done very specific things and a little bit of luck with their brand image to where they're they're set forever. Yeah. A lot of these Swiss watch brands, they do the things they do. They do all these archaic business practices because they want to eventually be as strong as the Swiss brand. We're not talking about products. We're talking yeah. about brand. It's you know like it's like um <clears throat> I mean it's like the Cadillac argument, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like Rolex is, you know, this is the Rolex of, I don't know, teapots. This right. Is the, yeah, no, yeah, 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 exactly. Know. This is the Rolex of cast iron skillets because I'm looking yeah. at my cast iron skillet right now. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's going to be it's gonna be an interesting year, 2017. I'm I, excited. I don't, I don't expect much change. I think we're going to see some, probably some cool stuff. Um Maybe the most drastic thing that I'm expecting to see at Basel is um, some brands maybe accepting smaller sizes. Right. Um, we, we, we talked about that uh, last episode. I really, really feel like smaller watch sizes are going to come back. Like I can, I, or I, I just, just because, just because of that, of that, of that 42 millimeter Panerai. You know what I mean? But if, if anybody wants to break the watch internet, the best way to do it is um, would be if Rolex released the GMT Master Two with a ceramic bezel, <laughs> Pepsi in stainless steel. Jesus, you think that would happen? I don't think they'll do it because I I, th- I actually think this year is going to be all about the Sea Dweller because I think it's uh, the anniversary anniversary anniversary. Okay, so do you think they're going to do a, a a rose gold sea dweller or <laughs> no, actually I think maybe they'll do something with the dial. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. Yeah. But we'll see, we'll see. Uh, you know, with Basel, I'm going to be looking at Nomos, I'm going to be looking at um Hell Horace, yeah. Seiko. Horace, Seiko, um Raketa. <laughs> Raketa, yeah, I guess. I'm so sorry. I'm, if you listen, I know you don't listen. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, this year is going to be awesome just in terms of what happens to Basel. Just also just seeing how Seiko develops its marketing plan in conjunction with just in line with what we talked about in this episode, how the Swiss market has just been watching themselves drown. I think it's going to be really, really cool. I'm, I know I'm planning to make another visit to the Seiko boutique in Miami. Uh, in the next month or so, so look forward to uh, pictures of that. Look forward also to the site going up soon. Uh, I have, uh, I have, uh, I wrote my experiences, and I have like hundreds of pictures that I took um, during a spring drive event back in October when the boutique first opened up, and like we just, it just hasn't been appropriate to put them on Instagram yet because there's, you know, I can't put up 200 pictures. It doesn't work like that. So, well, look forward to that when the site goes up. Super cool. Um, we'll get Insta banned again. We'll. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah i mean i just i think i think the discussion has been good i because okay so we could talk forever i know we could talk forever about this but what what I'm trying to figure out a way to close it uh, 
website's coming up soon. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm working out on a lot of write-ups about the about Russian watches. I'm doing like a general four-part series about the Soviet watch industry, uh, 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 predecessing factors, current factors, and then like post what happened afterwards where we are now. Um, I know Michael's going to be doing some really, really cool stuff. Uh, we've been talking about it. It's going to be exciting. In the meantime, though... Um, nope, I'm not doing anything. He's Michael's not doing... Michael's just going to put a pictures of, of roaches and Rolexes. <laughs> He's going to bring a roach, a dead roach he finds. Now he's going to buy a roach from a pet store, kill it, and he's just going to take it to different Rolex boutiques and see if that they'll uh, see if they'll take a picture. Oh, I know the... I know the perfect dude. Remember the roaches from Men in Black? Those those little guys? <laughs> I think one of them actually has like a nice watch on or something. We'll get one no of those way. guys and Photoshop. No way. Yes, I'm no, going to oh, find the photo. Okay. Let me write it down. <laughs> Let me write it down. It might be a Rolex roach guy. <laughs> That's fantastic. Were they roach? I think they were roach. There was there was some sort of like insectoids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 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 wren body insectoids or some shit like that. But um yeah, so if you uh uh we'll always love hearing from you guys, so definitely hit us up on Instagram at two broke watchdobs. Uh, that's the Instagram name, or if you want to email us, we've been getting really, really fantastic emails. Um just from a lot of just people who like the show, people who have questions, you can email us at tbws.contact at gmail.com. Again, that's tbws.contact at gmail.com. Uh, in addition to that, if you haven't already, um, if you're listening on iTunes or if you have an iTunes account and you like the show, go up there and leave us a review. Um, we've already have enough reviews to have an average ranking, which is super cool yeah. because iTunes won't like show your average ranking until you have enough reviews. So super awesome super appreciative really appreciate that um and yeah am i gonna say anything mike that's uh that's it i think that's a i think that's it so spot. to 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 recap michael loves the field standard good job nick good job uh, orion watches uh we are going to try and create the hashtag roaches wearing rolexes we're also going to try and make hashtag watch boner a thing <laughs> shout out again to aaron shapiro and his sbge 001 that's that's you got a fantastic piece on your wrist over there man. And, <laughs> and, and we're we're all super happy to see you getting great shots of it and uh look forward to potentially including it in one of the video reviews uh and the swiss watch industry reminds me of a bird i used to have that vomited that died the same day yeah that's uh that's that's been the episode that's been the episode <laughs> all right you want to do the sign off yeah uh thanks for listening everyone uh my name is mike and this is Kaz, and uh, yeah, have a good one. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> I'll start. Okay, go for it. Wait, do you know what episode this is? Holy shit. Uh, 16, 16, 16. All right. Dude, you just saved my life. <laughs> my worst fear would have almost come true. This is episode, uh, uh, I'm new. I'm new. <laughs>